perfect mess is my perfect mess. conversation that I had with somebody recently about trying to get to know me and asking about uh, the relationship with my ex-wife and I always ask you know anybody that I may be entertaining possibly uh going out with now, I wouldn't even say dating it's literally one of the things that I ask from the gate what's your relationship like with your kid's father is it good is it bad is it amicable whatever you know whatever it is and I remember <clears throat> being asked by this woman about mine after I had asked and I said you know we are great we get along I said, we have no toxic anything going on. Uh, we communicate well. We accommodate each other's schedules. And it's it's almost like, you know, we have a best friend relationship. I said, we're, we don't make life hard on each other. We try to make it as easy as possible. We laugh, we joke, we're able to travel together. It's not weird. And... Uh, I like it. <clears throat> I prefer it to be that way. And I'm glad and I feel very blessed that it is like that because I know a lot of people that don't have that. And I remember, I remember her response being, I hear you. I totally agree with, it's great that it's not toxic, that it's good. Uh, but I don't agree with all the best friend talk. And I said, you'll have to explain that. She's like, well, I don't think you should go that far. Like, it shouldn't be a best friend thing. I'm, I think it should be respectful. But when you get into the realm of being best friends and all of that, it gets questionable. Any of you listening and have who have been listening to this podcast and you know me by now, you know what I did. I put an end to that. I said, well, uh, me and this woman had a, I think a 10 year age difference. And this is someone who was like, you know, hey, uh, I don't mind the age difference. I actually like older men because of the maturity. Well, <laughs> after that response to uh, me responding to my uh, to her question about my relationship with my ex and parenting and whatnot, I said, "Well, therein lies the problem between our age, our age gap." I said, "That is the answer that someone your age would give." And I said, "Listen, I wish you all the luck on your journey. I hope you find what you're looking for." And I said, "But I will never." 
ever get involved with anybody who has any type of issue with me having a good relationship with my ex-wife and my kid's mother, period. I said, what you replied with shows insecurity. It shows immaturity. uh, And you just, you possibly are the jealous type. I said, I am not here for any of that. I'm too grown for it. And I said, honestly, I don't really care to have any more of a conversation with you because this is not going to go anywhere but downhill. So, again, good luck on your journey. I think this is not a connection. And uh, I'm glad we had this talk. And moved on. You know, I, uh, I'm i embracing my growth. I'm embracing growing old. I'm embracing everything that comes with turning 50. Because I don't have to dance around anything. I don't have to bullshit. I don't have to uh, walk on eggshells, uh, you know, to try to impress somebody or to win you over. I, I just don't. I don't have time for it. And... In my growth, I have become okay with walking away, not questioning, just saying, cool, this isn't going to work, so I'm out. And I don't know if enjoying that growth is a good word, is a good way to put it, but I think I am maybe, maybe, maybe being proud is a good word. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud that I've gotten to the point where I don't need anything, you know? And I'm proud that I've got to a point where I don't have to bullshit about whether it's relationships, dating, uh, anything in parenting, uh, the choices I've made for myself, the choices that I continue to make for myself. I just don't dance around any of it. So I'm embracing all of that. You know, I forget where I heard this from, but gosh, I really wish I remember where I heard this. And maybe if you're listening, you you heard the same thing I heard, and maybe you can message me and tell me who said this. But I remember listening to someone say, I do all, I try to break my connection with someone, my relationship with someone in the first 30 days. And I remember my ears just opening up saying, okay, I got to hear this. And the guy said, most people put on their best in the first 30 days to impress somebody. They try to, you know, spend a little bit more money than they should. They try to dress a certain way. They try to talk a certain way. They try to, you know, everything. Everything is cloud nine. The honeymoon phase, right? But this guy says, I take it a different direction. I try to show you everything as real as it can be. I tell you the things that maybe you didn't even ask to know. But I put everything on the table. And then any questions you have, I give it to you as raw as I can. 
And if after that, after all those things, you still want to be with me, then I'm in. Because I spent the first 30 days trying to break this thing to see if it was durable, to see if we could get through it. I don't do the honeymoon phase. I try to break this thing from the gate with complete honesty. That way, I know, and I'm not wasting her time or my time. And I'm telling you right now, man, that resonated with me so much because I had never in my life looked at a relationship or dating that way. And that comes with growth. That comes with embracing growing into someone who just who's who's seen it all, who's who's done everything they've wanted to do and just said, you know what, I am not going to pull no punches. I'm going to keep it as real as possible. I, I talked to someone else recently, and by the way, this is episode 130 of the Perfect Mess podcast. Actually, this isn't 130. We are at episode 131. Good Lord, we are moving. So correction, this is episode 131 of the Perfect Mess podcast. I I didn't plan on doing a podcast tonight, to be honest with you. I uh, But I had a really good conversation with a buddy of mine. Shout out to Antoine. Uh, he's also a baseball coach. And we got to talking and I said, you know, I, I don't feel we were talking about, you know, the stuff that went on with the baseball team at the high school. And I said, you know, I just have to accept it. And it is what it is, you know. And I said, maybe it's for the best. Maybe my son didn't need to hear me throughout his high school years coaching him. Maybe he needed someone else. So I accept it. And Antoine said, nah, I don't know, man. You care about all those kids in that school because you went there and I know you uh, you had your heart set on bringing baseball back there getting the program to where it needed to be and so much more and I said yeah I know but it is what it is and I, somehow we got to a point where I said I, I just feel like I'm not doing enough and he said, bro, I feel like that all the time. And then I said, I feel like I'm running out of time because I started telling him that, you know, I'm working on a book. And he immediately said, it's going to be great. I can't wait to read it. Matter of fact, let me know when it's done because I'll be the first one to buy it. And I said, I, I, I appreciate that. I said, it basically wrote itself. I said, it's it's in the form of my podcast and I just got to put it in writing and connect everything. And I said, but I just, I don't know, man, I feel like I'm just, I'm running out of time. I said, I know what I want to do. Uh, you know, I want to write, I want to, I want to release this book. I want this podcast to grow. I know that if this podcast grows, it will get and and people can hear it. 
it will it will take off. I know it because I know there are a ton of dads out there who are looking for answers, who are looking for inspiration to somehow dig themselves out of the holes that they're in right now because they are struggling with their relationship with their kids. They are struggling with divorce. They are struggling with life in general, and they are looking to to find someone to who's gone through it and can help shed some light on their current situation. I said, I want to take this thing. I want to write this book, grow this podcast. I'd, I'd like to speak to fathers on a regular basis. I'd like to travel and, and, and speak to fathers across the nation, man. And like, and that sounds really broad and it sounds crazy, but it, it would sound crazy to anybody who has never aspired to do anything outside of having a nine to five. And I'm okay with that. And he says, bro, I believe it. You've got so much game to give people. And I believe you can do it. I said, you know, it, it, everything that I'm talking about, it's, it's, it all comes with growing up finally and addressing, you know, my life and the things that I've went through and not running from them. And that all comes with growth, embrace, embracing being older, embracing the ups and downs that your life has given you and not using anything as a crutch. It's, it's not going to be an easy task for me to write this book. But I'm up for it. I'm always trying to challenge myself it's it's something that I've never done before, but I know I'm capable of doing it, and it's just a matter of putting the pan the pen to the paper and getting it down. And I think I don't know if I've ever been more ready than right now, this current moment. You know, I, I had another conversation with someone recently, and these are conversations that I've had over the last year. And, and I just got to think, I always have conversations and then I start reflecting. I had a, another conversation with someone and the conversation was about wanting to do things and not waiting for people, because if you waited for someone to go with you, you would just never go. And I said, you know, I'm a, I'm big on that. I'm like, I don't wait for anybody. I explained that I've gone to concerts by myself. I've gone to the movies by myself. I've, you know, done so many things. But I've gone to football games by myself, baseball games. I, I have done so many things. By, I've gone on hikes by myself. And I said, I don't know if I would have been in the right. I was never in the right mind when I was younger to do all that stuff. In fact, I just, I was always the person waiting for somebody to want to go, man, I want to see this movie. Well, I'll wait to see if whoever wants to go with me. And I'd wait until the movie was damn near out of the theaters. And then we'd go, I would never go to a sporting event by myself. It's just something I wouldn't do. And I damn sure wouldn't go to a concert by myself. But again, with growth, I have, done all of these things and honestly been super proud of myself because I've had a great time and it's helped me 
not become the man who needs to be in a relationship to do fun things. And I I think a lot of men are afraid to step out of that comfort zone because they feel like, no, I should have a date. So then they end up going on a date with somebody that they really don't want to be with, but they just don't want to go by themselves. And that's fine. You know, I'm not going to say I haven't done that, you know, because I have done it. But I've gotten more comfortable in, in, in saying I don't need to be with anybody. I don't need to have a date in order to go do this thing that I want to do. I can do it by myself. And I'm enjoying that part. I'm enjoying that part of my life. It has taken me, and this is, I always tell you guys, there's a lot of stuff that I admit on this podcast that it's very hard for me to admit, but it's taken me a long time to grow up. That, that is very hard to admit. Because in order for you to truly grow up, and this is my opinion, you can disagree with me all you want, and that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. But in order to really fully grow up, you have to be able to admit your faults, admit your shortcomings, address the things that hold you back, and take some accountability. And that is a very hard thing to do, especially for men. And if men, if you are like me, I have a lot of pride, man. I have an attitude. I have a lot of pride. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. But I've gotten better at admitting it. And I've gotten better at going back and looking at things that I've done, things that I'm not proud of, and admitting that was my fault. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said this. And I handled that thing the wrong way. You can only have true growth if you get to a point where you can do all those things. Because then the filter's off. You take the filter off and you're just real. Kind of like Instagram, man. I can't stand when women just use, you know, filters on every single picture. Guys, you're even worse when you do that. I don't know why you do it. But it's like, take the filter off. And once you start living your life unfiltered, then it gets real. You start taking some accountability to the things that you've done, things that you fucked up in life. And you get to a point where you don't tolerate it from anybody else because you've reached a point in your life where you know what you want. You know what you expect from anybody that's around you or anybody that's in your life, whether it be friends, family, coworkers, loved ones, whatever it is. And anybody who's not um, holding to that standard, you walk from because you know what you want. Out of a friendship, you know what you expect from a job that you're at. You know what you expect from a, a, a spouse, a companion. And when it doesn't fall in line, you leave. Yeah, a job included. So many people feel like they have to stay at a job. 
you know, because, oh, I just have to stay here. Like there's no other jobs in the world. No, but if a job isn't fulfilling and, and not uh, holding to the standards that you hold to in your own life, leave that place. Just like a relationship. You know, I, I, I had a, I had lunch today with my, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law is in town. My kids, uh, they spent the day today, uh, with my brother-in-law and we were, they were supposed to go hiking with me, but my brother-in-law was in town and, and he wanted to take them to go work out. And then he wanted to do a little hike with them. And I was totally fine with it because he's not here all the time. He lives out in uh, Carpinteria. And so when he's in town, I'm like, yo, go, go hang with your uncle, you know? And so they went and worked out. But when they were done with the hike after they worked out and they went and did a hike. So when they were done with the hike, they said, you know, they text me, dad, what are you doing? I said, I'm cleaning the house. I said, uh, do you want to come have lunch with us? We're going to go to Denny's. Meet us at Denny's. And then I get a text from my kid's mom says, hey, the boys want you to go eat lunch with them. I said, OK. And she goes, they they want me to go, too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can wait. I'm hungry. I said, oh, OK. Um, and I text the group back. I'm like, hey, all right, I'll meet you guys there. Like, all right, cool. And then my kid's mom was like, all right, I'll see you guys there, too. So we go to Denny's. It's me both my sons, my brother-in-law, and my ex-wife. That's her brother. And I take in for a moment the fact that the five of us are sitting at this table having a great conversation, enjoying food, talking, laughing. Um, and I, and I, And I can remember a time when I felt super disconnected with my brother-in-law because of our divorce. Because we used to be extremely close and I felt like there was a point in my life where I felt like he abandoned me. I felt like uh, once the divorce happened, he was no longer as close to me. Kind of like he chose sides. And of course, why wouldn't he be, uh, you know, more on his sister's side? Not like there's a side to choose because there wasn't. But what I understood over time was it got awkward. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable because you love both people. And now that you know that this is going on, it's awkward. How, how do I talk to this person how do I do I console them do I not like if I console them is my sister gonna get mad if I console my sister is my brother-in-law gonna get mad it's just an awkward position to put someone in and I think about where we're at now and it's better it's better than it was. I think we were closer back then. But we have a good relationship now. And the same goes for me and my ex-wife. They're, 
There was a time when I, I wouldn't dare go and have lunch with her and my boys and all of us at the same table. It was just because I was, I mean, for lack of a better word, I was being a bitch. I was upset that the marriage didn't work out. I was harboring a lot of anger and I didn't want to be nowhere near this person. And that's okay to feel like that in the beginning. But to go and hold on to that and harbor it for years is not is not ideal. And it's not good for you. It's not healthy. You have to grow up. You have to embrace the fact that it's over. And now what's next? You're going to be mad for the rest of your life? Or are you going to figure this out so your kids have both of their parents on the same page. And I chose the latter. So I took in the fact that I'm sitting there having lunch with my brother-in-law and my ex-wife and my children. And it was so smooth. And that comes with growth and embracing growing up. There's nothing more grown up than going through a divorce and maintaining a great relationship with your ex. Co-parenting seamlessly so your children don't have no effects from the divorce. Accommodating each other when it's possible with your schedule. If you're supposed to have the kids, but you need that day for whatever reason, she takes them and vice versa. All of that comes with growth. And I'm embracing every bit of it. I spent the day today just reflecting on all of that. Reflecting on that conversation that I had with that woman who had an issue with what I just talked to you about. And I will never sacrifice the growth that I've, that I've come so far with because a woman doesn't feel confident in herself that my relationship with my ex-wife is that good. I enjoy being able to laugh with my ex-wife again. I couldn't do it. For a long time. I didn't want to do it. I enjoy being able to be in the same room. With her and my kids. And it not be awkward. And I enjoy watching my kids. Know that. We are both okay. And that we're doing everything we can to make sure that their life is as easy as it can be. All of that comes with growth. Maybe you're younger than me and you're experiencing this and maybe you're doing this already. And I commend you for that. But if you are not and you are struggling with 
trying to get there. The easiest way for you to do to do that is to to be honest with you. Stop listening to your bitch voice. Your bitch voice is going to tell you the wrong thing every time. Your bitch voice is the voice that tells you to stay in bed and hit the snooze bar. It's the one to tell you not to go to the gym. It's the one to tell you not to take that cold shower. It's the one to tell you to screw your ex-wife to hell with it. You don't need her. It's the one that tells you stay mad. She don't deserve your friendship. It's the one to tell you not to take any chances. It's the one to tell you to quit when you're running, when you're tired. It's the one that tells you to stay at that job that you hate because there's no other options. That voice will destroy you. And it will stop you from growth. I I promise you it will. It will stop you from growth. I listened to that voice for more than half of my life. And I hate it. I hate that I did that. Because I'm so much better than that. I'm in a better place now. Someone told me today, you look happy. Someone literally told me that today. You look like like a happy person. You look happy. And I said, I am. I'm in a good place right now. I'm always striving to get better. And I'm never going to stop wanting more and expecting more. But I'm happy. And I'll leave you with that. That's all I got, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did and you think someone should hear this. Please share it with somebody. Send them a clip on YouTube. Send it to them via text from Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen, Google. Send it to them. Let them hear it. Uh, Please like, comment, review uh, on all the apps that you listen to. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, the notification bell. And uh, I appreciate all of you guys listening. All right. My website is raymolina.com. I got all my blogs up there. Uh, my online shop is there. The podcast is there. You can listen and watch there. Um, you name it, it's all there. Please bookmark it. All right. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok. It's the Perfect Mess Pod at the Perfect Mess Pod, and my Instagram for myself and TikTok is at it's Ray Molina. What else? Uh, YouTube is youtube.com slash the perfect mess pod. Make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell. And we're almost at 100 subscribers. Uh, I look forward to the day when I listen to this episode and say, man, remember when I had 100 subscribers? <laughs> so help me uh, help me grow that number, please. All right. Outside of that, for anybody who wants to donate, it's not necessary. But like I said, enough of you guys have hit me and wanted to donate that I provide the information for you to do so. 
If you have Cash App, my Cash App is dollar sign It's Ray Molina, and my Venmo is at It's Ray Molina. All right, that's all I got, guys. I love you guys, and like I always say, my life isn't perfect. Oftentimes, it is a mess, but for me, it is the perfect mess. Peace. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. Perfect mess is my perfect mess.